With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandsLots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Why'd it get darker though? Can you make it not dark? Oh, that, um... I mean, I don't think it really matters. It's... <laughs> Bru- Whoa, what? <laughs> what just happened? What did you do? I blew the flashlight to it. <laughs> nice. Alright, you ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Alright. Welcome back, anyone listening, to another episode of the Views from the Loft podcast. I'm Aaron. Joining me as always, Trevor. I really do look like a stoner now. <laughs> uh, how's life treating you? Well, I'm hiding my um my quarantine hair. Me too. But otherwise, life is treating me just fine. I've got my bottle of this. Yep, now now that we have webcams, let's do a drink check for the video watchers. They know what we're drinking. Yep. Audio what is this? I'm not going to tell you. Audio listeners, this mysterious no liquid. Do you have a snack check? You got any snacks? I'm, I don't. I don't got no snacks. No snacks this week. Food is for the week. That's true. I sustained myself off keno. <laughs> well, is there anything to address before we... <laughs> Get past the intro. I mean, any news? Yeah, well, there's some news. Oh, is there? Well, okay. We, we had this discussion last time. What comes first? <laughs> last time we started with movies. Did we sing? Yes, that we've seen. Okay. But now you're, you've already given me the transition to the news. Then we're doing news, and we're then doing we're doing news. Because I only I was I only found one piece of news. Uh, oh. I just try to find news that would interest us. Uh, so you know what? Uh, the Snyder Cut's coming out, Trevor. The Snyder Cut. Wow, it's, I never thought it would come out. I thought it was a myth. It's I thought it was made happening. up for people like Gabe to fantasize <laughs> over and never to actually see with their mortal eyes. Uh, it's coming out next year on HBO Max. Uh, I don't know if they're like shooting more stuff or what, but I saw that they had a budget. Like they're gonna be spending money it's interesting i don't i don't really know much about it because i don't care that much but it's just something that's finally happening yeah it's something i'm not interested in like i don't care people wanted it though but i'm i'm glad the people are finally getting it i guess i can't wait to not watch it yeah the big question is are you going to get hbo max to watch this or are you going to watch it at all i'm i might watch it legally through like i might go to a friend's house you know hbo max yeah something like that i myself you know it's something i like to call peer-to-peer and um (laughs) peer-to-peer watching experience (laughs) i don't i haven't even seen the original justice league so i really never i don't think i've sat through it all i've seen parts of it but oh i thought you saw it in theaters if I said that I'm, um, if I, I said that said to that. you, I was a lying bastard. I thought some of you guys went to go see it, and I just thought that I didn't. Out. Oh, okay. 
right. I've seen like <laughs> I know I've seen this scene where like he comes out in the black suit. Yeah. Spoilers for fucking Justice League. Like anybody <laughs> gives a shit about fucking Justice League other than Gabe. Like nobody cares. Except the Snyder Cut people and they've already seen it. So fuck it. You, you know. You know when it comes out we should recommend it and have Gabe on. I think it's a good idea. It basically works. It's kind of interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty excited for it. Um, oh, yeah. Well, he's the one who fucking told us about it. Yeah, I probably... Well, I would have heard because I'm on Twitter, but... Oh, right, and I'm not. Yeah. I am on Twitter. I'll, I'll tweet eventually, I promise. You're going to tweet about how the Snyder Cut's going out. It's finally <laughs> happening. Now, you want to see what fucking happened to my phone? Random tangent. What? This is a thing for audio listeners. They can't see. Yeah, video listeners. I have this case. Yeah? The little flap for my... Oh, it ripped out? Yeah, it tore off. And now it's just exposed to the elements. What am I to do now? I don't think mine ever even came with a little flap. I got these because I'm an idiot and I drop everything. Mine came with a back stand, but it broke off. Now there's just a rectangle of unprotected foam. Uh, what were we talking about? Snyder Cut. Snyder Cut. Yeah. Do you know that what the difference is between HBO Max and HBO Go? Because I figured it out and it's weird. Mm, actually, no, I don't know. I know the difference between like HBO Now and HBO Go. Is that gone now? I don't even know that. <laughs> like, why? Why are there so many HBO things? Basically, like HBO Max isn't really HBO. It's just everything Warner Brothers owns. But they also own HBO, so they just put HBO's name on it as well. Because it's like a like marketing people, thing. Yeah, people associate like HBO with good, but it's really just like another big. Uh, <laughs> I like that because you're implying they don't associate Warner Brothers with good, <laughs> which is probably true. Well, it's like they got Sesame Street on there. They got like the Big Bang Theory. They They're going like, to have uh, Adventure Time on there. Really? I mean, because they yeah, Time they Warner, own Cartoon Time Network Warner owns and stuff. a lot. Uh, and they bought up a bunch of stuff like a couple of years ago, I remember. So they're they're cool. getting up. It's gonna be Time Warner versus Disney. But... True Titans. What's the Time Warner cinematic universe? Well, so I can it's... tell you what it is. What is it? The Hanna Barbera animated cinematic <laughs> universe, as shown in Scoob. Is that? Are they setting it up? I don't know if they are I know it's or not, been talked about for a while. They have a bunch of like characters in it that have no reason to be in it. Oh yeah, they have Dick Dastardly. Dick Dastardly, the Blue Falcon, Captain Caveman. I had to go to my fucking dad. I was like, Dad, do you know who the fuck these people are? I just watched and the Amazing goes, Race. Oh yeah, Captain Caveman. <laughs> he's like, I'm like, what is he doing? He's like, did he say the thing? I'm like, what's the thing? And he's like, he goes, Captain Caveman. <laughs> and he's like, yeah. I was like, yeah, he, he did that. That was a thing. Did you ever watch the Amazing Race? No. Yeah, no, but I didn't a... remember him. I had to, I figured oh, okay. that out later that he was Dick, 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 which is a line in the movie. It was in that. He had the dog, too, in the movie. Maybe we should talk about movies we've watched, because that, that's all I got for news. It's just interesting that it's finally coming out. Um, Wait, one more question on that. Was there a Snyder cut of Batman v Superman? There was, like, an extended cut, right? That people yeah, thought was better. Okay. No, it's not, like, the Snyder cut. No. The because mythical. Because he, he made the original one as well. Mm. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's his complete vision. Like, at least his vision will 
get to be seen by the world. I don't think it'll be good, and it doesn't interest me. I just but... dislike Joss Whedon at this point, so I'm happy to know that like he's getting shafted. Like they're like saying, Jot. your yeah. voice, your version wasn't good. We're gonna make a new one. Like, I probably won't like this one either. But just knowing that Joss Whedon feels the tiniest bit more inadequate, <laughs> like it just makes me happy. All right. Well, you want to talk about the movies you've seen this? Yeah, week, I saw Trevor. Scoob. Yeah. If you couldn't Scoob. tell, I watched Scoob. I sat through Scoob. I'm fiddling with this. You know this, sh- Aaron. The Chicago? I thought it broke. No, no, Brandon's dead. Mine didn't. Oh, okay. The beads. I'm an this. enigma. You're like, I thought you watched Justice League. <laughs> I thought your prayer beads broke. No. <laughs> My prayer beads are still strong. Woo! Anyway. Scoob. No, I watched Scoob. Legally. I bought it for $20. Rented it, I mean to say, Ooh. for $20. How long did you get to keep it for? <laughs> At least a couple hours. Whoa, dude. Mm-hmm. A couple hours. Wow. That was wild. Um, what do you want me to, like, what can I fucking say about <laughs> fucking Scoob? I mean... I saw, like, Critical talked about it, and he was like, yeah, it's a kid's moose, okay, he's getting six out. Fuck off, Critical. <laughs> it's garbage. It's not even a good kid. It's not even a good kid's movie. Like, yeah, somebody being, like, overdramatic about it is pretty stupid, but, like, it, it's garbage. It's not fun. It's not <laughs> funny. It's, well, the, that I, I think I mentioned this when we were in the Discord earlier, that there are jokes that would be funny. They would be like legitimately funny. Like they make a like Blue Falcon's supposed to be like an idiot, you know? Mm-hmm. And there's like a part where he's like they're looking for like secret information, you know? And he's like, Oh, I just got this tip from Anonymous saying that the the next location is here or wherever, right? And they go, Well, how do you know he's legitimate? It's like, Well, he wouldn't put his real name on it if it wasn't legitimate. And it's like, Well, that's that might not be the funniest joke in the world, but like you get the joke, right, Aaron? Right, right, of course you get the fucking joke. Well, you know what? They didn't think you'd get the joke because then after he says that, another character goes, wait a minute, are you saying you think his name is anonymous? And it's like, that's a thing in the movie. That's some good writing. And they do that all throughout it, like every time anybody makes a joke and it makes me want to die. So yeah, Scoob, two out of ten, don't watch it. Um, pay $20 for it, I mean, on Amazon and, and, and rent it. Um Oh, but the better thing I watched was I finally got around to watching 8th grade. Quite fond of 8th grade. Made me feel like a piece of shit. Like I was like cringing for like an entire 90 minutes or however long it was. But it was really good. Um, It was kind of sadder than I thought it would be. Honestly. But that was fine. It was good. So I give that and this is why the, the more like the more I know about something, the more I like something. I don't know what to say about it because I just like it so much. And uh, yeah, so eighth grade gets a coveted ten out of ten. Okay, you know it already because you, you yeah. follow me on Letterboxd, but you should follow Trevor on Letterboxd as well at the underscore pt ninety nine. Yeah, thanks for the shout out, my guy. <laughs> it really means the world to me. <laughs> Um. Yeah, what the fuck else did I watch? <laughs> I watched other movies. Oh, I watched Dark Water. Yeah, 
It's a J horror movie. It's like 2002. There's like a an American remake with Jennifer Connelly in it. It's really kind of freaky because it's a lot like that Eliza Lamb story. Do you remember hearing about that? The creepypasta. Well, I see. It, it was a real thing, but it's like all over those like number 15 so. where she's like in the elevator and she like looks out. Oh, yeah. It, it's a lot like that because there's like there's a lot of imagery with the elevator in this dingy apartment complex. And it, there ends up being stuff with the water tanker. And, you know, it's really similar in a lot of ways. It's really creepy in that, but. I, but it's made like 10 years before or however long but um it was pretty good it was kind of monotonous but it kind of was supposed to be mm. but still was kind of a bit too monotonous so i give it an eight out of ten i liked it um oh i watched because you've talked about wanting to watch gaspar noe or whatever you say his name yeah i watched love which was a movie had dicks in it shockingly little vagina he likes dicks and coming i from what i've heard from enter the void i have learned that he quite likes dicks and coming there is a scene where a man busts a nut straight at the camera um and it's apparently all you know unsimulated or whatever i don't know if the nutting is unsimulated but i know like they put their pee-pees in the pee-pee holes <laughs> So, um, I know that's real. Um, wow. It was, I don't know, the guy pissed me off. I couldn't tell if it was supposed to be intentional. Like, if he was supposed to be a piece of shit that I wanted to curb stomp. Or if he was, like, supposed to be, like, sympathizable. And I couldn't tell. Because sometimes it was like, oh, yeah, they want us to think he's a prick. And then other times, he'd be like, well, I mean, it kind of sounds like you guys feel bad for him. But he's a fucking psychopath. Like, he's a raving lunatic. He's absolutely delusional. You know, but I, I, so I couldn't tell. And it's, like, too fucking long. It's as long as this movie that we watched tonight. Or at least roughly the same. And it's just people fucking. <laughs> um, so, 6 out of 10. And then the final 4 out of 10 is The Perfection, which is just... Just four out of ten. I don't want to talk about that one. <laughs> I don't want to talk about that one. It's not funny like Scoob. It's just kind of like, yeah, I liked some of it. I didn't like some of it. I wouldn't recommend it to anybody. Um, but they did play cello really well. Nice. I don't think they really played it, but you know, it sounded like they did, and that was nice. So, guy looks like a, one of our teachers from high school. He gets all of his arms and legs chopped off and turned into a, like a nugget. Oh, wait, I have heard of that movie before. Yeah, it was like in the news cycles like a year or two ago. Everybody was yeah. like, it's one of the most disgusting things. And it, yeah, but it was just like a fucking hell. I don't like watching movies like that, so I just read about them. So mm. I, I think I've read about that. Oh, movie. it wasn't as bad as they made it out to be. Doesn't she like saw, much. well, that's a spoiler, but never mind. But yeah, I, yes. I know Yeah, I know what you're talking about. But it's like it could be worse. You know, we've probably seen worse movies. Yeah. It's just like, yeah, well, yeah. But, yeah, so that's mine. And I know you at least watched, I think, two movies. Two. And I also finished, the first thing I finished was the first season of Dark, which I talked about last week. I'd only seen four episodes. Still enjoyed it, but uh, I don't know. I, I guess it's just something that comes along with watching a drama. But when every conversation is like some big dramatic monologue, it kind of like loses the impact. Mm-hmm. 
and it becomes like difficult to view them as like actual characters when it's like no one talks like that like no teen no teenage relationships are having a conversation that's like i want to see the real you you're not ready to see the real me and it works in some things you know like what we watched tonight i think stuff like that oh yeah it works but like yeah i know no in a modern day setting and like I, i don't know it uh also i feel like some of the twists just got like a little too much for me uh i will watch season two eventually but i'm not i'm not like motivated to watch it so i think final rating for season one of dark would probably be like a six out of ten sharp departure i feel like from how you talked about it last week i know i really it just was like the same thing for eight episodes <laughs> uh, <laughs> what's his face is he still doing well he's still good he's good he's, uh, he gets into some wacky hijinks. There's ooh, some... ooh, Adolf Hitler into some wacky <laughs> hijinks. There's some things I can't say because it's just a spoiler, but it's like it's pretty shocking. Uh, his whole arc is good. There's just the main story is like really good still, but there's just a lot of like side plots that just kind of weigh it down. Um, next up, I watched "Have a Good Trip: Adventures <sighs> in Psychedelics" on Netflix. And I really disliked it. I noticed. I really disliked this movie. I wrote like three paragraphs about it. I don't know what I was expecting. Like I thought, I I don't know. Maybe my expectations were too high. But like I see like a documentary on psychedelics. And I'm like, oh, okay. It's going to be like interesting. It's going to teach me something. Uh, It's going to try to make some kind of statement or something like that. Mm -hmm. But it was just an hour and a half of like celebrities sharing like funny like drug stories. And it's like, yeah, some of them were like pretty interesting. Like the musician Sting took like peyote and then was blindfolded and forced to climb like a mountain in South America. And then when he got to the top of the mountain, they dumped a dumped a bucket bucket of uh, deer blood on him. So it's like, that's interesting. But then it's like some of the other ones were just like, yeah, we took acid and then we went to a restaurant and it was crazy. And it was like, yeah, we took acid and we drove in a car. Don't do that. <laughs> yeah, no. It was, it was just like not all of them were that interesting. And when that's the only thing you got holding your documentary together, it's mm-hmm. not good because there was there was no substance. And, I know uh, you, you said that you – and I don't mean to interrupt, but because I, 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 did you say there was Anthony Bourdain and Carrie yeah. Fisher segments? yeah. They were actually good. Because they... I, I know a little bit because I watched a lot of Parts Unknown. Mm-hmm. And sometimes he delved into his like history with drugs. His was and... literally like him and his friend like kind of recreated Fear and Loathing in Las Vegas. <laughs> yeah, I don't doubt that. Like... So it was his was actually pretty entertaining. And Carrie Fisher is just like a weird person. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it, it was... She had a great story about how she was like topless on the beach on acid, and then a tour bus of Star Wars fans like recognized her. So it, it was pretty. Th- those two were like funny, but it's like, uh, you know, those videos have like popped up in my recommended on YouTube before. It's like stand up comedians talking about like taking acid, and like some of them are even animated. It's much better in like a five, ten minute bite sized chunk. When it's just an hour and a half of only that, it gets so repetitive and boring. I think. Uh, Ben Stiller was in the documentary and Ben Stiller was describing his one and only trip on acid and it basically like summed up my experience with the movie he said uh, he said like for me taking acid was like jumping out of a plane uh, 
the first three seconds, I was like, oh, I wonder what, or no, it's like beforehand, I was like, oh, I wonder what this is going to be like. And then within the first three seconds, I realized, oh, I hate it, but you still got to fall the rest of the way down from the plane. And that's what I felt like watching this movie, because I was like, I wonder what this documentary is going to be about. And then 10 minutes in, I'm like, oh, it's just this. And then it goes on for another hour. Oh, shit. (laughs) Yeah. Um, And then, yeah, I watched The Incredibles 2. And I really enjoyed this movie. I know you guys saw it in theaters when it came out, but I, I missed out on that uh, theater outing. But uh, I really like this. It, it's been a while since I've seen the first one, so I don't really remember the first one that well. But I don't think I enjoyed this as much as I did the first one. But it was still really good. I thought I had heard some people say it was like a lot worse than the first. I disagree. I thought it was, thought it was good. The <laughs> animation has improved a lot. It was just like a fun pixar movies yeah the animation in the original has not aged terribly well it makes me uncomfortable not toy story like one levels of uncomfortable but still i thought the animation was great especially like the fights with like the violet force fields and they had the character like puke Mm -hmm. fire i thought there were a lot of creative like action scenes like with the chick who had portals and Mm -hmm. i don't know it it was really good and i gave it a seven out of ten I would like to go through and just watch all the Pixar movies and, and like, rank them. I need to actually see all of them. Yeah. My goal soon is to finish all of Tarantino's movies because I started a list on Letterboxd and ranking his movies. Have I even... And I want to rewatch all of them as well. I want to go back. I think I've seen all of them, but I'm not sure. Cause I, I know more... I don't have them all rated on Letterboxd, though. The more I think about it, I think I'm slowly coming back around on Kill Bill 2. I don't think it's as bad as I originally thought it did. I still don't think it's as good as people say, but... No, you still ruined it for me. <laughs> you still absolutely ruined it for me. Because I was drunk and you took advantage the of me. The funny thing is, like, I don't even remember exactly what I said. I just remember going on a, a drunken rant about <laughs> Kill Bill 2. It's the old man in the pacing, of course. Yeah. <laughs> I remember, yeah, it's it's a pain to sit through, but the rest is pretty good from what I remember. So I want to go back and rewatch all those. But that's it for movies we watched. Uh, now we're gonna talk about the movie, we the watched. movie for the podcast, John uh, Borman's 1981 film Excalibur. I realized I don't have it pulled up, so to read the thing, uh. You know what? I'll just—it's just a retelling of the Arthur, all the Arthur myth, like put into one. Because that's all like the 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 book it's based off of. That's all it is—is a retelling of all the myths. Yeah, they just have a retelling of a retelling. Yeah, I guess I can read the the plot synopsis. Um, a surreal adaptation of Sir Thomas Mallory's *Le Morte de Arthur*, chronicling Arthur Pendragon's conception. His rise to the throne, the search by his knights of the round table for the Holy Grail, and ultimately, his death. Spoilers, he dies. He dies, Arthur Good dies. Thing, everyone it. listening has already seen the movie. Cause right, of course. That would have been a big spoiler. Um, I just want to preface, uh, before we get into it, uh, by the time I finished this movie, I had been awake for 26 hours. <laughs> or like 27 or 20, I, I don't know. 
When I started the movie, I had been awake for 24 hours, so... Legendary. I don't know how well my discussion is going to flow for this movie. Uh, not saying all our discussions flow well, but in comparison... I don't think any of them have flown well. <laughs> they just flow, or they don't flow. flow. This one might not flow. <laughs> we will see. I took some notes as I was awake for 24 hours. I'll see if I can decipher them. But uh, I just want to say, that right off the bat, this was a movie I enjoyed. However, if someone hated this movie, I would like not feel yeah. passionate enough to defend it. And I could probably see all their points. Like, There's some movies I really like, and if someone is like, no, I really disliked it. I feel, I, not like, art, like, you know, get mad at them. Yeah, but no. it, it, but it's fun to discuss and like debate and be like, well, well I could I, do that with the last movie we watched, first yeah. of all. I, I feel passionate about this one, but that one. But of course, I'm gonna because I mean, let's just face it, we're never gonna fucking disagree. I mean, not <laughs> significantly. All right, I really enjoyed this movie as well, but completely understand why someone might not agree with that and uh, might have a lot to say <laughs> that I wouldn't necessarily deny, even. Yeah. I wish we had a third man who just really hated this movie because I feel like that <laughs> Gabe would fucking hate it. Like just <laughs> Gabe would probably just. I feel like most of our friends would not like this movie, and I and I wouldn't argue because no, I, no, I one hundred percent understand why someone would not enjoy this movie. I mean, it's kind of a mess. I think it is. It is. It's a fucking bungled up mess. I have. I felt like I was like asleep. Like, it had the <laughs> yeah. energy of, like, a dream. Like, I was like, no, wait, what it are we really, doing? It really was, like, a which, okay, I, I want to say this, because, like, I like surrealist movies, but I feel like I'm not that, I'm not that, like, keyed in on the, on the genre, you know? I don't mm -hmm. know that much about it. So, I feel like a lot of things in a surreal movie, there'll be something that'll happen, and I'm like, is that just, like, bad? Like, objectively bad? Or was mm -hmm. that intentional... And ultimately, the end result is, well, it doesn't matter if it was bad or not, because it still makes it feel more surreal yeah. to me. But there are a lot of moments, like, all of Merlin, a lot of Merlin's line were just, like, ADR'd, like, really badly. And I was like, it's bad, it's bad ADR, but it makes me feel like I'm dreaming. And I love Merlin. I absolutely adore every scene he's in. Like the one where he turns around with his fucking red eyes and he's like, whoa. And it's just like, I feel like I've seen meme edits of that. Just him fucking, like, I the really dragon's hated, flame. I really hated them at first, but I grew to love yeah, he, them. Yeah, I mean, like, when I first saw him with his rinky dink fucking tinfoil hat, yeah, I kind of despised him. But, uh, like, ah, oh, man. I'm so glad I recommended this movie, honestly. <laughs> I don't even know how to talk about it. I don't. I, it's it's insane. It's, Zardoz is just like this, by the way. It doesn't make any fucking sense. It's a bunch of nonsense. But, like, this is even weirder because, like, Zardoz is like sci-fi. This is something that he made up, right? Mm -hmm. You accept that. But this is like a guy retelling famous folklore. Yeah. And it's like this. And you're like, hey, wait, where? Where did he pull this out of? What what begotten <laughs> corner of his mind does he think this looks? The castle looks like it's made out of tinfoil. Yeah, like, it's 
shiny. It's fucking shiny. The first five minutes, it just like throws you in. And it's like there's a war going on, but then they pull Excalibur out, and then there's no war. But then this guy's horny, so he gets turned into this guy, and then he fucks his wife, and there's a pregnant, and there's there's a war again, and that Uther. all happens in ten minutes. <laughs> Uther, Merlin, <laughs> Uther, Merlin. <laughs> Within ten minutes, all of that happens, and like the little. No. They're just fucking in front of the little girl. Yeah, the girl just watches. And she's having, she's watching a man basically rape her mother, and then she's having visions of her dad dying in real time. <laughs> and all of this happens in ten minutes. <laughs> what? They, they break. They form. They go to war. Form a truce. Break a truce. <laughs> yeah, that is literally within seven minutes. It doesn't help that they're all wearing helmets and they all have like black or brown goatees. Mm-hmm. Oh, they I, all look like the same goddamn person. <laughs> it took me so long. I was like, "Who's Lu- who's Uther? Like, who's uh, is one of these guys Arthur?" <laughs> I didn't know who anyone was for the first like ten minutes. It just confused me so much. <laughs> I mean, it's <sighs> and the scene like, where. It's... I just, I can't even, he tells him, he tells that motherfucker, Merlin tells him, he's like, wait a minute, are you sure it's okay for me to go over this massive chasm with nothing but fog in it? And he goes, no, it's okay, your lust will keep you up. (laughs) Like, that's basically what he fucking tells him. And he's like, all right. Also, how do you not, how do you not know the, like, uh. The result of your night of love will be mine. How do you not know that's a child? Yeah, no, like, and he was like, oh, damn. He really but, tricked me this time. Like, Merlin, <laughs> that tricky bastard. I thought I was going to give him a pig after this. But then he gives the child up, but then in the next scene, he's like, I changed my mind. <laughs> Merlin, I've come back. And then he has the gall to ask Merlin for help. Yeah. He's like, Merlin, Merlin, put a fog on him. Oh my god! I like Uther. He's a dumbass. He's a. I like that scene later in the movie where Arthur's like, he's like, so what was my dad like? And he was like, oh, he was really brave. He's like, was he a good king? No. He's like, uh... <laughs> yeah, yeah. This movie was really funny too. Like, there's I feel a like... lot of comedy, especially Merlin. Merlin's got a lot of comedy bits because he's like... like completely like unattentive, like ninety yeah. percent. Even in film, like in canon of the movie, he's just like, no, he just does not. He's just staring it. off, and they're like, "Hey, Merlin," and he's, he's like, "Uh, what, what was the question?" <laughs> there's, that, there's that scene where they're like, "They're like, Merlin, what does it mean to be a knight?" And he's like, "Uh," <laughs> he's like, "Ah, truth, truth, yeah, truth." I'm like, really, really, I love them. This discussion might be similar to Under the Silver Lake, where we just talk about stuff that happens because it's just like so, it's, because it's, it's something you have to experience. It is, it is it a is. subjective nonsense. It's not like it's not like passion or what? What? Uh, fuck! I forgot the movie. It's not like Temptation. Yeah, Temptation, where you right. can like talk about the themes and like there are stuff. a few themes. There, there are, there are, but it's like the. The main focus of the movie is just how it's so surreal. It's and, it's cinematography. It's visual. Yeah, and you can't really describe that without talking about just because the only things you can say are bullshit statements like it's dreamlike. <laughs> it's dreamlike, if which I'm... it is. It's like the fog it and really everything's is. so green and like and everything goes to. It's like the music was like 
so good. I love the music. Oh, the music's phenomenal. It's like a... I want to say this about. I found out though that by the way that this is not the movie my dad hates. Oh, my dad hates a movie that I I've heard people do like, but because it doesn't take itself seriously, and my dad I think expects it. It's a Knight's Tale, the Heath Ledger one. No, oh, okay. But it's like kind of like a comedy, but it's like it, it's also really modern. They don't really talk in like old kind of dialogue. So is that the it, one you had the DVD of? Or, no, or I did have the DVD oh, of Excalibur. Okay. I got I watched the DVD. What's your dad think of Excalibur? Oh, he likes that. He does okay, like that. Okay. He thinks it's nonsense, but he does <laughs> like it. I mean, um, it is. It's good. He, and that's what I was going to say is because he remembered like that they played that music like so much like that one specific classical score oh yeah uh, dun, dun, dun. i'm an idiot i don't know what that's called hang on it, it i looked it up earlier oh you uh, did good well no the wikipedia they play two like classical songs uh one is by richard wagner and one is by carl orff mm. so people who know music will know like which it's like their two it's most dun, famous dun, pieces dun, dun. My dad knew that that was in. He's like, yeah, that's the one that plays that all the time. Like, the, <laughs> But it does have a really good soundtrack. Yeah, it has like a good like original, like, I don't, I don't know. Well, I don't know what was like original score. Those were the two, like, obviously, like, mm. classical songs. But then it had like, like a lot of like just singing, like weird, weird chanting. <laughs> oh, um, I want to, I want to say very close to the very end of the movie. Mordred and his boys are sitting there, and Mordred's like, where are they, or something, and the guy goes, wait, my lord, don't you hear it? And, like, you can hear distantly in the background, you can hear that song. Oh, yeah. Like, dun, dun. And then it cuts to them, and it's louder, yeah. as if that's coming from I them. know. <laughs> like... <laughs> it's like so like they did that intention they had to. yeah yeah it's like, like i i, cr I cr last week i criticized dark for doing that because there was a thing where the they played like the jump scare music but the characters reacted to it but it's like that wasn't intent i don't think that was intentional because well, they yeah they because they, they used that jump scare music nonstop. but that was like clearly like they're like they i hear the something mile because like it fades out from distance yeah like I, <laughs> that was i don't know if i've ever seen that used before Obviously, there's the thing, comparing this to another um, classic, Delta Farce, there, the, there's a thing in Delta Farce where they're riding in mm -hmm. in the tank and they start blasting music. And it's like that music is within the soundtrack, but also in terms of the world, like they hear it coming from the tank. Like that happens all the time. But this is like they just have a soundtrack because it's like no one's playing that. You know, it's, a, it's, <laughs> it's an army of men riding in on horses. And there's a soundtrack like... that occupies space, no less. Like, <laughs> like it's not just over. It's not like everybody hears it. Like, you've got to be close enough to hear it. I know. It's insane. I don't. I, didn't even... I was like, did I fucking, am I like dying? Did I hear that right? Am I having a stroke? Like, but no, no, it is. It is how it is. I don't <sighs> I don't even know how to, if I can like critique this movie because it's like, like I said earlier, like things that like seem like that's bad, it just fits. Yeah, no, it's like, yeah. And no one was acting; they were all just yelling. Like, <laughs> <laughs> no one. Dude, there's so many people in this movie too. I know there's a shit ton of people. There's so like many Helen Mirren's in it. Uh, uh, fucking Liam Neeson. Yeah, Liam Neeson. He's Gawain. Like, Dude, what the fuck? I saw that guy and I was like, that looks a lot like Liam Neeson <laughs> from Star Wars. Like, because he had the the beard and like his hair in a bun. Oh my gosh, it's insane. Oh my god. But yeah, it's like 
they don't act. They just yell. <laughs> there's no emotion when there's an actual argument. It's just my voice gets louder and then your voice gets louder. And it's and like, she's innocent. No, she's not. Like, that's all it is. In a normal movie, I would hate that. But in this, it just works. Oh, it was funny because I was looking up, like, an article about it. And they were talking about, like, the reception of it at the time. And I saw where some – it was a female reviewer, but I forget which publication she was with. And she said something along the lines of she loved everything about it, but the acting was atrocious. And, like, I don't, I don't know if I'd agree because I think it is. But I like that it is. I know. Um, it, it's so funny and enjoyable. I'm trying to think of another movie to like relate this to that has like made me feel this way. Uh, I feel like there's got to be. I'm gonna recommend you watch Zardoz on your own time sometime. I will. I'll have to check that out after this. I mean, my God, like, and the it's fight... a bit more serious though. It's like it's okay. not as like it's. This is just like you get lost in this. <laughs> like you, you know how much time you've been watching Zardoz for, but this movie's like what? It's like the. The movie's almost over. Oh, they're going after the Holy Grail. Oh, it's been ten years. It's been ten years. <laughs> it's been ten years. Everyone's it's like, dead. Like it's like it's been that long, huh? It's like that old man is Lancelot. <laughs> What's happening? Oh yeah, Lancelot comes. He last we saw him was naked, running in the woods. Yeah. And next time we see him, he's a crazy old hermit <laughs> with, with like a beard, and he's like screaming at people. Like, and then he just shows up, and, and he shows up again. At the final fight, to get killed and fight people for them again, like after like he was and like, but it makes sense because it's all like a giant. It feels like the entire movie is a montage reel. I, I but see it's like this, a good one. I see this in my notes, and I don't remember what I meant by this because again, I was awake for like twenty six hours. Mm-hmm. I mean, I can decipher it. I I, I mean, I, I I understand what it means, but I'm sure I had a point that this was meant to remind me of. But I don't. But I just put Lancelot. Lancelot fight equals what the fuck is going on even <laughs> it's like oh the one where he duels Liam Neeson I don't even remember I don't remember what fight there's a was. lot of Lancelot fights I guess I think it might but... have been the one where he came in at the end on horseback just ah yeah. Lancelot is with us oh, you're... he just like... kills like five guys and then just dies <laughs> <laughs> because yeah no he said he's like it's the old wound it never like, he's knew. been bleeding out from this he's, he's, i know it's supposed to be like chivalric like romance or whatever metaphoric yeah right it's like romantic but like he's been wounded he's been bleeding out my guy for 30 years <laughs> because he's a simp and he can't just fuck his friend's fucking wife like get it <laughs> over with everybody knows you're gonna do it just go ahead and do it and all the fight scenes in the movie were like they felt so clunky Probably because of the fucking armor they're wearing. No, they're all just like in big armor, and then they'll just like hit a guy, and they'll just like fall over. Oh fuck! <laughs> like that, they, they, that armor too. But there's something about that armor, how fucking shiny it is. Yeah, and the way you see it, like refracting off everything. Uh huh. Like it, it reminded me. The only thing I could remind. It reminds me of, like, the city CG shit. I think it was CG, at least. That they did in, like, the new Clash of the Titans movie. Which also has Liam Neeson in it. And Liam Neeson is covered in, like, he's like Zeus or whatever. And he's got, like, that light shining off of him like that. That's something I can think of. But it's just this movie. They're just so goddamn shiny. And they're putting lights on them all the time. And it's, like, it's so bright. 
that that armor i wanted to talk about this because that's something that i think is interesting about the movies because that armor if you couldn't tell is disgustingly anachronistic um there is no way that anybody would be wearing armor like that and that's what i like about that because it doesn't care no it just wants them in that armor it just wants them in the big shiny 15th century like you know knight's armor and um and, and i'm all for it i support it 110 percent just to see them <laughs> it looked like a halloween costume it like it, it's clearly like okay they spent more money than a halloween costume but it's got the functionality of one same with like, like the, the castle <laughs> everything just looks so cheap and like goofy and cheesy but it's but it I worked. think they spent a fuck ton on this had, movie, I, too. Probably. I mean, it was kind of impressive. Was, yeah. It was, I, yeah, I don't know. Well, because, like, the that fucking scene in Terminator 2 where, like, the guy, like, phases through the, you know what I'm talking oh, about, yeah. the bar. That costed, like, a fucking fortune back then, just that one clip. Yeah. And, like, so, I mean, it, but still, yeah, I just, this movie is... <laughs> the fucking hand just... Oh, this movie is just like a fever dream. It is. It is an actual fever dream. Like, that's the only thing to call it. I adore it, but I just. There are some things I could talk about thematically. Are they talking about fucking the bug? Let's try. I can't read that. Oh, God. Hold on. It's the group chat. Julia Uh, Roberts and B2 looking kind of fine, though. What's he watching? <laughs> this is this is a distraction, but uh, what's he watching? <laughs> what is that from? Is that Ant Bully? It looks too good to be Ant. Is that Ant Bully? No, it can't be Ant Bully. It's got to be a Bug's Life. Sorry, our friend's jacking off to Ant Porn. Um, <laughs> we had to address this. This is important. Yeah. Nobody nobody sends shit at one thirty a.m. unless it's something memey. Um. Now Kenny just sent me a message. Oh, what the fuck is Kenny doing? Tell him he, we're busy. He's interrupting important You want me to play time. Valorant? No, I'm just going to say no. I don't, I don't want to play Valorant with Kenny. We're I busy. I don't want to play Valorant with anyone. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the gaming section of the podcast. No. Uh, that kind of threw me off track. I, I... Oh, I was just going to say that there are some thematic things to talk about, but they're never really like, they don't dwell on any of them at all there's kind of an element of like it's it's very cyclical mm-hmm. it's about stuff being born and dying and being born again and all that stuff and i mean there's like the few scenes where marlon talks about and the only thing i really got from him is like he kind of talks about his old ways dying yeah he brings there's kind of like that times. element of like the bygone age of Britonic like paganism you know mm-hmm. like he's like all oh, the gods of the trees and streams or whatever they're gone it's the god of man the god of flesh and blood or whatever he said it's something like that it feels like it's like changing times mm-hmm. which is also I mean there's the very obvious you know Arthur is like Jesus metaphors yeah. Yeah. He, he does the thing that we saw last movie that we watched in the passion there's basically a scene that's the same thing as when um, Willem Dafoe meets John the Baptist and asks him to baptize him. Oh, Because yeah. he's fighting that guy and he's like, knight me. Yeah, that was a and really ba- good scene. I that agree. was a really good scene. 
The guy's like, what the fuck? And he's like, night. And he's like, <laughs> there's a lot of turmoil on that guy's face. I'll give him that. Um, yeah. Yeah. So there's that kind of stuff. And obviously like the Holy Grail itself is kind of, you know, blatant um, mm-hmm. drink from his cup. That kind of talk. Mm-hmm. Of course, that was with Lance a lot, but still. I don't know how the Holy Grail works in like the actual mythos, but in this it wasn't. It really wasn't like an actual a physical. I, I assumed it wasn't like an actual like physical object in a in a physical place, really. Mm-hmm. Or was it? <laughs> I took that as like when he was. I being, think you can. I think you could say it's either or. I took that as when he was being hung, he was like so close to death that he got to see mm-hmm. it. And then when he was in the river, I thought like he was drowning. So he got. It's also like the baptismal kind of imagery of that. Yeah. There's a lot of religious imagery. Um, there is. But there's also just a bunch of crazy shit. <laughs> and I, I keep yeah. getting derailed because every time I say <laughs> I... something serious, I think about Merlin's big red eyes. <laughs> and that time, what was it when like he stuck up on him and saw his like one red eye? Like, Yeah, that, that was fuck? weird. I love. I kind of, I like how all of Merlin's prophecies. Uh, well, I don't know. I like the uh, the Lancelot and what was Arthur's wife? Arthur's wife and Lancelot. Like Guinevere is the name. Yeah, I kind of forgot how all that. Because uh, like Arthur was suspicious of them, but then mm-hmm. him being suspicious of it kind of led to it happening. Right. Because I mean they were like interested in each other, but. Him using Merlin's dark magic to bring mm. Lancelot back kind of seemed to well. That's yeah, that's kind of interesting. The deal. That's like the old Greek tragedies. It's like it's like the you know the tragedy of like Oedipus or whatever. Yeah. Where like they you know the prophecy the oracles like you're gonna fuck your mom and kill your dad and then you're so even, yeah yeah you're so even, against it from happening that yeah that it ends up fatally bringing it to happen. So yeah, I I like that. Um, mm. I'm not familiar with like the actual. Was Arthur a real guy? No, I mean I, I don't know. I don't know anything. That's not what I. I know everybody. You know, I'm a big brain history major. I looked, I, but I, I don't. That's like my. That's the one time period. I don't know anything about like Dark Ages Europe, and I feel like an idiot whenever anybody talks about it. This is all nonsense to me. It right. might as well be fucking math. According to Wikipedia, it's debated by scholars if he, well there you go he was a real man or not but wow this kind of goes along with temptation as, as well that's why i picked it i <laughs> thought it would be, i thought it would be like it because i was like well, it's I, a nice it's companion like, piece too mm-hmm. it's just a lot lighter i think in tone you know what Trevor, we need to make a movie and it needs to be like a surreal retelling of jesus I think that could work. I think that could, that could be like really okay. good. It would piss a lot of people off. We're used to that. Yeah, I think that would be good. I want to see that. I want not, not us because we're not good film. <laughs> we're not good. We're not filmmakers. Uh, someone with money and talent should make like a just a super fucking surrealist version of like Christ's life. Gaspar Noé. <laughs> Is that how you say his name? I don't know. I think so. I think so. I would say no. (laughs) Now you get to see Jesus' cock in 3D. (laughs) See it in full glory as he piles Mary Magdalene. That would be too controversial. 
Oh, yeah, well. I just want something that's like, what the fuck am I watching? I, want, I guess I want Gaspar Noe to get firebombed. <laughs> no, I'm not. I, I don't. Don't take that to heart. Oh, this movie was... John Borman's still alive. We can get him. John Borman! He's 87 years old. <laughs> that's we what direct. John, we need you. <laughs> you know, Excalibur, you're going to make that, but with Jesus. We're gonna, okay, you're going to take... Excalibur, all right. Have oh, you seen Temptation? Of course, you've seen. Temptation. He wrote. He wrote something as recent, recent as 2019. Oh, good for he him. He was directing in 2014. Queen and he's country. still in his 80s. Yeah, uh, we <laughs> can do it. We can get him out of retirement. We can get him out of retirement. John, <laughs> John, listen. we got a proposition for you. <laughs> that would work. Don't, don't miss up. <laughs> don't don't slip. Take up. No, what the fuck am I even trying to say? I don't know. Don't let this chance slip. <laughs> Is there any what what is this movie? <laughs> Excalibur, the sword of power. Oh my god, uh, it, it's um it's lovely. Um, yeah, I like how Patrick Stewart, even when he was like forty years old, was still playing old people. <laughs> like they acted like he was like a like he was like fifty or sixty because he's Guinevere's dad. Yeah, and like a grown woman's dad. I mean, he kind of looks he, like it. <laughs> He just looks old. Yeah, he's always. But just... like, how how often do you see people casted as like older than what they actually are? It's always yeah. like younger. younger. It's, it's kind of interesting, but yeah, yeah. God, this is. Remember when they first show like Mordred, and he's like in his little like golden outfit, and he's just like giggling. Uh, yeah. I thought it was a woman. I thought it was a female. I thought it was too. I thought it was like a little girl. But yeah. No, it's Arthur's bitch it's... son. Arthur's Lannister baby. He looked familiar. Who? He had a fucking disgustingly prominent Adam's apple. Yeah. That's a weird thing for me to narrow in on. What was his name again? Uh. Mordred. I don't know the actor's name. Robert Addy. I don't think I've seen him. He he just looks really familiar to me. Wait, Robert Addy. Uh. It looks like he's just been on a bunch of TV shows. If if I remember correctly, he was in. The name strikes me as so similar. I'd be like, it has to. He looked like Joffrey. I think that's what made me think. He kind of reminded me of Joffrey. I must know somebody who has a similar. Wait, I think. Yeah. Okay. My mistake. He hasn't been anything since like two thousand one. Mark Addy. Oh, okay. I'm pretty sure Mark Addy is. He played Pontius Pilate in a TV movie. It's all, it's all coming to. What was he just in? He was also in the Night of Camelot, and he was also in a Merlin TV show. Yeah, which is funny because guess what? Mark Addy. Yeah. Yeah. What about him? He's in another. He's in Knight's Tale. Oh really? Oh Knight's Tale that you. Yes, but he's in Game of Thrones. He's right. This, he's Robert Baratheon. That's what I remembered him from. Trevor, this discussion is like a dream because everything's just being connected. Bruh, it's these prayer beads. Bruh. The magic of the Buddhists that scammed me out of $5 because I'm an idiot. <laughs> Have we ever had a a less flowing conversation than this about a movie? <laughs> On the podcast? On the podcast? Yeah, on the podcast. Well, I, 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 we're just I don't know. There's no, there's no way to do this. There's no, there's no structure. There really isn't. I've never seen a movie so devoid of, well, the structure is Arthur is born. 
And then by the end of the movie, Arthur is dead. Yeah. And that's the thing. Why I said it. And not only it's not enough for him to die, he's carried out. He's carried on a away boat by... with three white virgins or something. Like, I don't. I don't fuck? know what that was. Uh, I like how he was like slowly dying, <laughs> and the guy like goes off, and then it's like a day later he comes back and he's still like dying. <laughs> like, and, and, and then he has the gall to tell him, "Hey, I you know you that exact thing you told me to do, I didn't do it." Yeah. And like he probably could have saved him. I mean, if he lived that long, just laying mm-hmm. there, dying, bleeding he's out. He's not that wounded. He's like he's got like a nick on his leg. Yeah, he's like oh, I'm bleeding yeah. out. It might take three days. <laughs> but that's why I would. That's why I said in the beginning, like I can completely understand why someone would hate this movie. Because this is like my kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But it's like not comparing this movie to Fear and Loathing, but it's kind of like the same with Fear and Loathing. It's like. That movie really has no structure or anything, and that's why I love it. But some people really hate it for that. So. I mean, yeah, Fear and Loathing is a ten out of ten for me. Yeah, same, same. But so it's like, I I understand why someone would not like this movie, and it's a very difficult movie to like talk about objectively because it is just a mess. And it's just like, talking to you about it has made me like it more. Same. Sick. Like I just, I was like, I was kind of tossing it up in my head, and I was like, yeah. Oh, how to, I but then I talk, I was sitting here, and I'm just thinking about like, Merlin, Arthur, Uther, Merlin, Uther. You know, I'm thinking about <laughs> shit like that, and it's just, oh my god, it's magnificent. Uh, you and know, that um, for a little bit, I thought his sister was gonna be like the true hero in the movie because oh, I was like, uh, yeah, I was like, okay, Merlin is a dick, like. <laughs> Mm-hmm. He he's just speaking in riddles. He knows the future. He's not telling anyone. Like he, yeah, he's just keeping it coy. Yeah, and he's kind of like the I don't know. I kind of got like a mastermind. Like yeah, he's got like that Rasputin yeah, kind of he's look like about manipulating him. everyone. So it's like okay, Arthur's sister is gonna be the true hero, but then she fucks her brother. And but they like, try to insinuate that he has like character development. That he like realizes he's a manipulative piece of shit. Because <laughs> he does say that to her. He's like, I've done this for too long. I'm bucking at you know. Yeah, he was ready to go. To be fair. Um, but now he I, I also I also love this dreamlike some they say in the dream. It's a terrible fucking line. Why did I say that? But that reminds me though, because another thing is when they're sitting up at the like the wars have ended, and they're sitting up there at the top, and they're like, "We will build." It's like just like this to be reminded <laughs> of our chivalry in this circle thing. <laughs> we will we will gather. On a table, a round table, <laughs> and upon that round table, we will build a hall, and upon that hall, a castle, and like, like, <laughs> yeah, that's something we haven't talked about too much is the dialogue. Just it's just it's it's, it's stupid. It's stupid. it's so it's, dumb, it's, but it works. I love it. It's like stupid schlocky. It's like, oh my god, it's like eighties D and D meets like I don't know a romance novel. Yeah, like I. I it's kind. Of, it's kind of like if you were watching. This was a Hollywood movie. It's kind of like if you it were. Was, it was English, but still, this was like the number one movie in the world when it came out. This is kind of like if you were tripping on acid and you just watched a normal sword and sorcery movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is. Like imagine watching this on acid. Like you're just gonna be. It's because the big the biggest thing is gonna be you will have no idea when anything is. Like it, your times are. And you wouldn't know. You wouldn't know who anyone is. Oh no! Then I'll look. But then you know what the good thing is, Trevor? We could be interviewed for the Netflix documentary. 
Oh, you're so right. So they the went down, me and my boy, we were taking ass and we were watching Excalibur in 1981. That movie bro. was crazy, bro. John Borman's 1981 Excalibur? Wow, that must have been crazy. <laughs> <laughs> this guy made Deliverance. What's that? I don't even know what that is. The one where it's uh, like they get raped by a bunch of hillbillies. I don't I don't know if I know what that is. Uh it's like set in West Virginia and like they get kidnapped by a bunch of like country hill folk and they like It sounds familiar actually. There's like a scene where like they rape a guy and they're like squeal, Peggy, squeal or something like that. Deliverance. Uh I've probably heard of it. I don't know if it's anything like this movie, but Oh, there it is. Yeah, this dialogue was insane. It was absolutely fucking bonkers. Um, yeah, it was like, and that's yeah. Like, if you if you were on acid, that would be terrifying as well. Like, what are they saying? Did I hear that right? This movie. Did he be... just say a table like that? Did he say the round table thing like that? <laughs> and like, yeah, you you. It's like it's like you would have no idea. Because sober, you have no idea how much time has passed, what time you're in, when this is happening in relation to the greater story. Imagine just tripping balls. And Anything. Drunk, high. Yeah, honest to God. 20, uh, or situation. being awake for 24 hours. I can't imagine what that was like. Was, I was perfectly fine. For a little bit, I was like, is this just me? <laughs> like, am i just too just for, for like the first 10 minutes when it was like skipping around so much and it's, I, I was too small brain i was just being an idiot like yeah for the first 10 minutes i was like am i too sleepy to understand this movie but then like half an hour and i'm like no this movie's just dumb but like really good <laughs> god uh, i think every opinion is subjective but i think this movie all opinions are heavily subjective because it's like I don't know how you could be objective with a movie like this. No, I don't know because it's just like it either works for you or it doesn't. I mean, mm-hmm. and you just either excuse everything as being like oh it works because it makes it dreamlike, or you nitpick everything like oh it's cheesy and bad. It's like I don't know. Just the fact that the music had like it was emanating from was them. That, yeah. That I I uh. <laughs> I didn't really talking about character stuff. I did really like uh, Arthur and Merlin's relationship. I, yeah, they had good chemistry. Yeah, that was nice. That was wholesome. Mm-hmm. That's one wholesome thing I can put into words about what I liked about this movie. I thought he was funny. Merlin's Merlin character. was hilarious. Yeah. I I I thought it was funny the shitty accent that uh, Arthur had in the beginning. Yeah, and he just kind of lost it. He talked like this. He sounded like he's got a fucking. He's and a fucking inbred. How he, how he, he pulled just a, dropped it. How he pulled Excalibur was so stupid. It was so dumb because he know he knows that's like the sacred sir, sword. So it's like I lost me brother's sword. And he, oh, this one will do. Like, but he knows. <laughs> like, he knows. They're acting like they're bullying him. Like they're like treating him like he's stupid. But no, he's actually fucking brain dead. He's just like, really dumb. <laughs> and his brother's like his, his fucking brother. He's like, he's like, they're like, hey, did you take the sword? And he's like, yes, father, I did. No, actually, no, <laughs> Arthur did. <laughs> oh. I don't know. I don't. I don't fucking know. This movie like broke me. 
I was already broken by being awake. Do you think a movie about like fucking King Arthur would be this fucking weird? Because I honestly no. didn't. No, I thought it was. I thought it was gonna be like kind of normal. Like I thought it was like, oh yeah, they say surrealist, but it's like the eighties. It'll probably just be like, I don't know. They'll probably dress funny, and then it's just like. It goes beyond normal surrealism because it doesn't it doesn't even beat you over the head with it all the time. It's just like the no. way it is presented. The existence of the movie is itself a testament to surrealism. Yeah. Because it, it's all like a haze. That's kind of my favorite, like, that's kind of my favorite thing that a surrealist movie can do. Because it's like, mm-hmm. when I'm questioned, I, I don't know. It takes you out of it when you have to act, when it, when it make, when you actually start to think. Yeah. So you have to like it has to make you not think about it. Like, like uh, comparing it to another, like I I think like Under the Silver Lake was like surreal, and I did mm-hmm. enjoy that movie, but it wasn't like this. It didn't just all flow together like this. Like unlike our conversation. <laughs> like I could still break down and tell you what happened in Under the Silver Lake, and like say, okay, this part really happened. This part was probably just in his head. Like this, mm-hmm. this part was just like for us, the audience, like a metaphor thing. But it's like this movie. It's just like it happened, and that's all I can say. <laughs> like it was true. It it was truly like just an experience. Like I can't. I'm trying to. I'm really trying to think of other movies that have made me feel this way. Where it's like, I don't fully understand what's going on, and I'm confused, but I enjoy it. I guess I would say Fear and Loathing. Like Fear and Loathing is the only thing that comes close. Like Oh, Synecdoche, New York. Well, yeah, Synecdoche is pretty fucking wild. Um, um, that's like super over... I mean, I really... I love that movie, but... I, I would say Fear and Loathing is a better comparison. Well, because the energy is kind of similar. Yeah. Cause... Synecdoche has different, like, themes. Yeah, and, like, yeah. Like, a different tone. Um, fear and loathing is fucking depressing. Yeah. Um, but fear and loathing is just like, what's happening? Like, why are they going here? What are they doing? <laughs> like, why are they go? What's it? I don't know. And, and it's just like that in this movie. Only they have armor on. Yeah. And they've got swords. Yeah. And it takes. It's... He goes fucking chimp mode on fucking Lancelot when he first meets him. Oh, he loses his actual fucking I know, mind. I know. Like he goes ham. I, I have never seen a man assault another man with such fervor. Who he's just met, <laughs> he's just that offended that he got unseated. Yeah. He was like, "I'm gonna kill that fucker." Like you know, he cheats. He's basically cheating. He knows that. That's what he says at the end of that. Yeah. And he's like he knows using Excalibur's tantamount to fucking putting in a console command in a video game, like. But maybe that, like, that's character development. It know? is. I like that quite yeah, a bit. He's really... But it's so funny that it's just that, like, when he goes in, he's like, because like, like Lancelot's getting off his horse. He's pulling his. He doesn't even have fucking time, and Arthur's already fucking on him. He's like, ah, like yeah, it's meant to be like a friend. Like, oh, it's shit. meant to be like a friendly duel, and then by the end, they're like to the death. <laughs> that was a really good fight scene. I really like. I like that one. The big battles, like I couldn't tell what was going on. It was just no, so no. clunky and like chaotic. But they like when they focused in on things for a second, it looked a lot better. Like when they would show somebody getting yeeted, like somebody getting an axe through the chest or something. Yeah, and I was like, okay, I like that. But, when it's just, but like when they're just on horseback and shit, yeah, that war in the beginning, I didn't know what was happening. They're all wearing the same armor. It's just like five guys running around in clunky armor, just like swinging <laughs> swords. Some people like fall. There's big. There's the clunking sound effect. It's just like. I don't know what's happening. I like the dragon metaphor. Yeah. 
I, thought that, I don't know exactly what the fuck he meant. I don't either, completely. But I like. I think he just meant like every, like he meant like the universe, like the forest from Star. Like yeah, I guess he did. Like he's, it's the trees, it's the like the, like the power is existence, the world, you know, like yeah. I'm not even gonna take it there. I can't even take it through my buzzwords tonight because I don't know what the fuck happened. It'd be dishonest of me to say it was anything. I don't. It's up to you. Take it as you will. Yeah, I don't. I don't know what it would. Mean. It's like an acid trip. Fucking like, ah, oh, yeah. Take what. Take from that what you will. <laughs> maybe you learned something from that. Maybe you did it. Maybe maybe you, maybe it. you, maybe you really hated it. But I didn't hate it. God bless. I don't even. I don't know if I have much else to say. Uh, well, what else is there to say? <laughs> just like I guess I could like run through and try to say some things that I feel like. I can put into words like you talked about earlier, like the cinematography, like all that is really nice. It's oh pretty, yeah, there's some be- the set design. Yeah, the set design is great. There's some because like beautiful the, the, shots. The, 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 oh yeah, like the the sun towards the end. Yeah, in the background, like when Mordred and Arthur like fucking stab each other, which is a really weird scene. It is, <laughs> but, <they're... laughs> but it's really be- it's beautiful. It, it, it is. Um, I think I read this was filmed on location. Um, cool, cool. The castles, the castle siege, even though it was like pretty clunky, that's just like a really cool set, and there's like a lot going on, mm-hmm. and it's like maybe we've been spoiled by like Battle of the Bastards from Game of Thrones or whatever, but it's like that was impressive, like for the time and like the scope and the scale, and yeah, I was thinking about that, like they've actually got him like knocking over siege towers, yeah, because like, that's the thing, it's not like, like CGI, like they actually like built a wooden tower. And then pulled it down. down. And he kicks a ladder, like a giant fucking ladder, yeah. and like shit's crumbling. And, yeah. And it's like obviously they're stuntmen, but it's like it's not a CGI of someone mm-hmm. getting thrown off a, a wall. Like he's actually throwing people off walls. Like obviously they're stuntmen, you know. It's not he's not mm-hmm. really throwing someone off a wall, but it's like I don't know. I feel like sometimes He is, they're just good at falling. <laughs> yeah. It's like sometimes I forget about like the It is it is very impressive. Yeah. I love the forest shots. Oh, they were great. Like yeah. they're so green, and like that, like to see the silver of their armor, like that silver, yeah, like kind destiny. of against the green, like yeah. that's beautiful imagery. I like the river, like we talked about it, but like Lancelot and the Arthur fight, like ending in the river, that was really mm. pretty. Um, like you it's t- really, it's it's really visceral too because they're just kind of like clunking. And yeah, it, it felt like a Game of Thrones fight. Honestly, that was that was a really good fight. Like. Because that's how that's how Game of Thrones always did their fight, like they're good fights. Yeah. You know, it's just two people butting heads, and it just goes and spills over into things. It's like a real fight. Yeah, and like they're just they're all now they're in the water and they're trying you fucker. You know, like yeah, I like that. Yeah, like yeah, I think uh, you. I like the fight with Gawain too, with Lancelot and Gawain for that same reason. Yeah, that was good. That was good. Um, I did like the set design and like everything. Go- I lo- what when Percival like first came to the castle. And he was kind of going around and like experiencing everything for the first time, like all the stuff going on in the background, and all that stuff. I thought that was really cool. Like they had the like, mm. alchemy tables, and they had like that was wild. The weather yeah. charts, and he like was up on the balcony and saw the round table. Like all that was really cool and impressive. But I must be dreaming <laughs> because it's dreamlike, Percival. When you're watching it, you really you don't really have time to be like. That's a beautiful set. Oh, what amazing cinematography. You have no time. Because you're really just like, what is happening? 
And you got to be ready because by the time you finish that thought, somebody's died. Yeah, someone's died. Someone's screaming. Someone Which else is how synaptic he is, admittedly. Yeah. Like, Fear and Loathing isn't paced like that. It just feels like that. No. But, like, Synecdoche actually is, like, you can walk out of the room, come back, and somebody's had, like, a completely different life-altering experience. Yeah. Or there'll be two and, scenes, and you'll think they're right next to each other, but, like, a year has passed. Like. Yeah, yeah. Like, I love how it plays with time, and it just, you're like, what is... Well, this movie does, too. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. crazy. Yeah. Like yeah, it is literally his entire lifespan. But there's parts where you don't, you really don't know how much time has passed. Like, mm-hmm. like when he woke up from his nap in the forest and then he instantly ran into a battle. I was like, has time passed since then, or has it really just been like one night? Like, I think it was meant to be one night, but you know, it kind of had me questioning. And yeah, I was surprised. Like the quest for the Holy Grail was like ten years. I, I yeah, because uh, the only reason they the first addressed it was like because he's just as lost as we are. Yeah, because they're like talking to Percival, and they're like, I like how we remember everyone's names too for the most yeah. part. Like that says a lot. <laughs> um, like the important characters. They're talking to Percival, and they're like, they're like, it's like, oh yeah, it's ten years. <laughs> it's been that long. Yeah, because he just has like a beard and like long hair. Yeah. You get that some time has passed, but he's like ten years. It's like what the fuck. He's like, that boy, he's grown. <laughs> oh, my God. Um, Dude, he must have had a fucking time. Like, what was he getting up to in those 10 years? That must have been know, terrible. Just... He lives. He's the, he's the last man standing. He is, yeah. My boy Percival. Yeah. From a common thief to, like, I don't know, a guy. I don't know. Is he, like, king by the end? Like, what the fuck? Arthur does not leave much. No. Uh, he's he left say, quite the power vacuum. Didn't he say whoever would get the sword would be king? Like, whoever won. Yeah, yeah. So I guess there's just no king anymore. I guess not. Which means they fucked up. That was the whole point. Now they just, I don't care. Yeah. I mean, it lasted for a good bit, I guess. Good few years. The king of Britain. But man, uh, I'm gonna pull the sword out the stone, Aaron. Just you fucking watch. My yeet that fucker right out. They'll say, "Damn!" The random knew- hand is just gonna rise out of the water and toss you a sword. I don't have a pool anymore. You know, there was a pool out here. Ah, uh, dude, that's where it's like, it was so, gonna so, come from. I can't. Now I'm not the king anymore because of that she has nowhere to come out of. It's gonna be my toilet bowl now. <laughs> oh my god! How'd you fit that in there? <laughs> It's like sword swallowing, but porcelain. Oh, okay. Uh, is there anything else you want to say before we give our ratings? Watch it. Yeah, watch it. It's an experience. Uh, I never thought it was a movie like this in my home my entire (laughs) life, that this movie is just setting in my house. Like, okay. um, It's almost three hours long, right? It's like two two hours and 40 minutes. Or am I wrong? It's it's over two. Uh, oh, <laughs> dude, I was I was looking on I was on Letterbox because I thought I still had Excalibur pulled up, and mm-hmm. I ha- I actually have the movie pulled up that I'm gonna recommend for next week, oh. and it's under two hours. But I thought I was looking at Excalibur, and I was like, no, <laughs> no. If it was under two hours, like, I would. I was like, an, I, I was like an hour and ten minutes. Or, or not an hour and ten minutes, like a hundred ten minutes. Like no, no, mm-hmm. no. <laughs> like what did I? I gotta say, I'm I'm happy that you're recommending something under two hours. And it's also well, 
No, if I say that, it's, it'll spoil you, but Ooh. I'll mention it okay. before I recommend it. It's 140 minutes is Excalibur's length, according to Letterboxd. Okay, so like t- around two and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Roughly. Yeah. I was just, yeah. It feels like three. It feels like Irishman levels of length. I don't yeah. care as much as I cared with the Irishman, but like I'm just like... Maybe this is like pointless to say at this point because if, if anyone does actually listen to the show and goes along with what the show is, they've they, you know hopefully they've seen this movie. But it's like I feel like if you're an hour into this movie and you don't like it, like you don't have to finish it because it's probably not. Oh, yeah. it's not going to be for you. No, it's not going to get any better. And this is definitely something like probably like three, four years ago I would have hated. Like I would, <laughs> I would have hated. Like in high school I would have hated this because uh, I. I really haven't got it into like surrealist movies until like the past couple of years. So it's like, I don't know if this is the best introduction to the, to surrealism. It's a bit much. Um, Fear and loathing. I feel like is everyone's baby's first step. (laughs) And I hated that movie Um, the first time I watched it, but eyes did I. So now it's one of my favorite movies of all time. So, um, can we even summer? Can I even? It's it's crazy because you feel I feel like I lived Arthur's lifetime. Like I feel like I was that. I feel like I lived those like eighty years or however long. I feel yeah. like I. I feel like I'm an older man now. Like <laughs> it's fucking insane. I don't even know. That's what I really love. Like coming out of movies like that because it's like, it's kind of what you said with eighth grade. It's like you can't really talk about it because you just like it so much. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But it's yeah. It was like. Like, I felt like, after finishing that movie, I felt like I had accomplished something. I felt like somehow my life had changed. <laughs> maybe not Dude, like- Maybe not in a significant way, or like an important, or anything, like, uh-huh. there's nothing eye-opening. it's different, it's different. I didn't finish it, and I was like, whoa. But it's like, I, I, it's like I closed, it's like, yeah, I don't know. No, I agree, honestly, because it's like, it, it, you feel like the world is different now. The only other movie that's ever made me feel like that is Sonekiki, I think. So like after I watched that movie, I just looked in the mirror for like five minutes, and I'm like, "What is life? <laughs> like, I'm gonna die." You're the ultimate, like. <laughs> it's like this movie. Oh my god, my rating confront your own individuality. You are a thing. Dude, my rating just keeps going up the more I think about it, but I don't know. I know that's the issue. I'm really I conflicted. I guess I have to go first because you went first last week, so it's like. <laughs> Thank God I don't have to go first. I'm so conflicted, but uh. Oh my god! I just really the more we talked about this, I've enjoyed it like a lot, a lot more. To be like, <laughs> you don't know that. Like what like, if I'm just really short now? I can just see your nose, dude. Oh, I'm sorry. Let me put my booster seat on. All right. So the movie. <laughs> I have to go as. <laughs> Okay. Uh, <laughs> I just thought it was funny because I saw you and you reminded me of like those old like Cartoon Network commercials where it was just like the mouth and the nose or whatever. Oh yeah. <laughs> the... I just saw like your nose and your eyes. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> just like... Wait, you writing? I, I should we summary? Should there be a summary? Because I I don't know how to sum summarize this movie. Like uh, my thoughts on this movie. It's an experience. Uh, the sword of power. That's 
it's it sounds super cliche and bullshit because like people say it so many times but like honestly i can only think of like i feel like i don't say it that many times maybe i have on this podcast i'm being hypocritical but there are probably only like two or three movies in my life that i have watched that actually make me feel like i'm dreaming mm-hmm. like you can you can say like movies have like dream like like i'm sure we might have said that for uh Tulane blacktop and under the silver like mm-hmm. yeah i'm sure we said that but it wasn't those movies weren't like you were dreaming <laughs> Mm-hmm. This movie was like a dream. Like it was like an acid trip. It was like a fever dream. Uh it was <laughs> it was just insane. And I really don't know how to summarize my thoughts on it except that I really liked it. But I definitely understand why it's like it's not for everyone. Um That being said I tear it Aaron. think I'm gonna give it a nine out of ten. Which is pretty crazy, because when I first finished it, I was like that's probably a seven. And then the more we talked about it, I was like, I think it's an eight. And then we got to the end of our discussion. And I'm like, I really, when we started comparing it to fear and loathing and because like my brain is like working while we're talking, like think of what I'm going to rate it. And it's like, when we started comparing it to synecdoche and fear and loathing and like just how, not how similar it can be in like, you know, themes or anything, but just like how it made me feel the experience it gave mm-hmm. me so similar to those movies. And those two movies are like in my top four. Like, you know, those are two of my favorite movies of all time. And so, yeah, I think I got to give it a nine out of 10. Like, see, I'm in a similar position as you, but the difference is like, I was going to give it like an eight, maybe. And it just made me like it more. So I don't know. (laughs) I don't know what I'm capable of giving this movie. Am I gonna do it? <laughs> Am I gonna do this for fucking Excalibur? <laughs> because there's nothing to say. I can't say fucking anything. If if you want to watch this movie, go watch it. Because I can't fucking convince anyone. It's it's nonsense. It's actual fucking unequivocal. Just, it's just like that's the movie. Like that's the like, and it's just, but it's still just a bunch of like bullshit knights in shining armor, a bunch of simp's running around talking about how they're not gonna bone their friend's wife. Um, of course, that's a that's a good thing. Don't bone your friend's wife, but you know, just the way Lancelot talks about that is yeah. like, you know, he's like, <laughs> "Don't worry, my lady. I'll get enough pleasure seeing my best friend married." Like, and I'll love you forever as my, the wife of my best friend. Who talks like that? Like, but um, Brady. Okay, well, okay. Let me ask you. Let me. Okay. What's wrong with this movie? Like, what's actually a flaw? Like, bring God. one to my attention so I don't do this. I don't know because it's one of those things where it's like, they're okay. You know, fuck it. I'm gonna fucking do it. <laughs> 10 out of oh, fucking, it's a fucking, it's a 10 out of 10. The first 10 out of 10 on a podcast. I mean, I, I can't believe I'm doing this for fucking Excalibur. I changed Walkabout on further thought, but this is our first like real 10. So yeah, I just, I just, well, it's like, I really can't point out a flaw. I guess like, I was like, well, it's kind of long. That's the thing though. Everything that I can think of that is a flaw also plays yeah, yeah. in. It's like, it's long. 
The action is clunky. The dialogue is weird. The acting's bad. The set design is. But it's his whole. It's yeah. The set design is cheesy, but it just it just all like comes together. I don't know. It's an experience. Was (laughs) yeah. So ten out of ten for you, huh? Yeah, it's a ten out of ten. The first ten out of ten. Historic. Historic moment in the Vision of Loft podcast. Wow. A Trevor Keaton Essential. Go watch it. PT ninety nine Essential. What episode is this? This is like episode twelve. Uh, I don't keep track. I don't either. Let me see really quick, dude. If it's like, it could be ironic. This is our eleventh episode. I was gonna say it would. Mm. It would be pretty cool if this was our tenth episode. And, uh, now I get. I, yeah. I'm a nine, but man, I definitely get a ten for this. I could see that. Well, it's like <laughs> I just don't even know it. I'm gone. It's taken me someplace. I'm with Merlin now. <laughs> I'm in your dreams. I exist only in your dreams. <laughs> oh, 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 are you a dream, Merlin? To some and to others, a nightmare. There's <laughs> not even like he just literally vanished. It's, there's no effect. He just snapped out of existence. Oh my gosh! It's you know, it makes me feel like Conan. It yeah. really does. It makes me feel the kind of Conan, the energy I get with Conan, and so I'm like, yeah. I have to do it. I have to say it's a 10 out of 10. That's it. There we That's go. That's it for me. All right. I got to say. Well. Watch it. Watch it. Definitely watch it. But like Aaron said, if it's an hour and you fucking hate it, just turn it off. Yeah. It's not something. It's, probably, it's, it's not going to get better. It's probably just going to get worse. Like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. The thing is, like, I'll never like. Yeah, I'd never disagree with someone who hated this movie, even though I love it. Well, that's how I am with, you know, with you and Stalker. Like, yeah. I can't really say, like... Yeah. But, man. Okay, well, recommendation time. It's my turn for the recommendation. Uh, the thing, The thing is, like, this movie reminded me of Synecdoche, so then that made me want to watch another Charlie Kaufman project. And this was actually the first movie I added to my watch list on Letterboxd, and that's uh, Being John Malkovich. Oh, okay. And so it's directed by Spike Jones, who did her and a lot of other good stuff. Um, mm. Hers is the thing I can think of off of the top of my head that we both really enjoyed. Um, but more importantly for us, I think it's uh, written and produced by Charlie Kaufman, who did right. Synecdoche. Of course, I really do like, you know, I really do. Hers like really her. good. Hers is really good. But yeah, I guess maybe more for me because like Synecdoche is like one that's like top three like favorite movies for me and i think we both gave it like a 10 out of 10 oh yeah so that's a 10 um so yeah and he he also produced and wrote that so i'm interested to see i uh i hear this one's pretty wild this perhaps another dream like surreal film for you. more buzzwords next week more uh, buzzwords surrealist <laughs> dreamlike existential nihilism let's hit them all i also want to do adaptation at some point Oh yeah, I yeah, that's in my uh, Have you heard about what that movie's list. about? I no, actually I have no idea actually now that I think about it. I just well, know that I'm supposed to watch it. It's the Nicolas Cage one, right? Yeah. 
Okay. I'll talk about it briefly for a second, but just so no one gets confused. We're not watching Adaptation next week. We're watching Being John Malkovich because Adaptation is like a meta sequel to Being John Malkovich because it's about Charlie Kaufman getting successful after writing Being John Malkovich. And then he's asked to write his next movie. So it's about him writing his next movie, which... I had no idea that's what Adaptation was about. Yeah, and I don't think that's a spoiler because the the letterbox summary is literally like, uh, from the mind that brought you being John Malkovich comes a story of the man riding being John Malkovich or something like that. I guess I just never clicked on it. Yeah, so... Yeah, and Nicolas Cage is credited as Charlie Kaufman. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Like, this is in my watch list. And not the fake watch list. I have a better watch list. It's in this, and I just had no idea. Now, I thought about doing, because I, I feel like we should do this at some point, like maybe recommend two movies that go together, like a sequel, mm-hmm. one day maybe a trilogy. I kind of thought about seeing if you were okay with that beforehand and doing uh, Being John Malkovich and Adaptation, because they kind of go together. But knowing what Synecdoche New York was, I feel like that if we discuss two movies like that, it could be like four hours long, like a four hour long podcast. Or but why was the house on fire, Aaron? <laughs> why was the house on Or 10 minutes. It would be 10 minutes. And it would just be like, right. It would be a condensed uh, version of what we talked about today. Like what happened? I liked it, but I don't know what happened. So I hope, I definitely think we'll check out adaptation at some point, but next week being John Malkovich, um, very excited for that. Uh, I guess I'll do the outro plugs. If you want to see a video version of our podcast with our beautiful faces, what's Trevor doing to the webcam right now? What's he holding up? You won't know unless you come check us out on YouTube at The Loft. You can find a link to the <laughs> to the uh you did just did something so funny but you won't be able to see it's it so wacky that's uh, you so wacky you can find a link to our youtube channel in the description to whatever uh platform you're listening to this on um you can follow the loft on twitter at the loft 98 you can follow trevor on twitter at the underscore pt 99 you can follow us both on letterboxd i'm at scrub thug and trevor is at PT99. And that's all the plugs I got. And I guess that's the show. We'll see you next week, I guess. Just watch Excalibur. Well, they should have already watched it for this show. Well, like, if they haven't, if you're an idiot, watch it. Even though... Watch it. Well, I was going to say, even though we spoiled the whole movie for you, you can't spoil this movie. Cause it's like, I'm you can't. It's not about the plot. No, because there is none. It's about the feeling... <laughs> Yeah. All right. It's about seeing them say the things they say. Well, Trevor, I guess the views from the loft can be a dream or a nightmare. With the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.